and the podcast begins the true crime house and welcome to the true crime house's first ever pass introducing willie drew and kylie drew and today we will be talking about a body cam video that shows police in a deadly shootout with suspect who shot a cop in front of the police station now i don't know how he managed to shoot the a police officer in front of the police station but somehow he managed to do that and and yes this we'll is we'll find out how it goes in the article yes cuz this is a very very crazy situation in this article and we would like to figure out what's going on for the viewers of this podcast and the subscribers of this podcast so let's get straight into it so it says authorities have released dramatic new body cam video of deadly gunfight between officers and a suspect in front of a Southern California police station in La Habra. The video shows suspect with little warning of provoke provocation pulled a handgun from his waist and shot an officer twice, hitting him in the body before another officer returned fire, striking the strike striking the suspect with three of of her five rounds. The uh, suspect later identified as Matthew Sanhantrain, 22, was soon pro- pronounced dead. All right, so the start of this article is just like I expected. Something dr- drastic happening, and it definitely did. It didn't seem like the officer provoked Mr. Um, Mr. Matthew, but uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody would just shoot for no reason. But people have people do crazy things, and the officer, thankfully, she there was another officer on standby that shot back and unfortunately killed the man, but. It had to be done. Yes, a very crazy situation. But um, as we continue reading the article, the officer who who was shot was injured after one of Train's bullets apparently went through his bulletproof vest and hit him in the upper chest. He spent a week in the hospital and later recovered at home. Thankfully, he recovered at home and he... Hopefully was back on the force. Unfortunately, Matthew did die. Um, the Orange County District Attorney's Office reviewed the shooting and determined the officer who shot Train acted in a re- reasonable and justified manner under the circumstance. All right, and how, I don't understand how these bulletproof vests are so defective. Like, the bulletproof vest goes through and hits their upper chest how do you like that because you call it bulletproof it should fully be bulletproof because for them to get shot in the chest twice with a bulletproof vest we need to reevaluate some stuff in the in in the in and how we make bulletproof vests yes and 
Luckily, only one bullet went through the bulletproof vest. And on to our next subject. On August 6, 2021, around 7 p.m., a woman called 911 concerned about a person she did not know following and tailgating her on the 5th Hot free Freeway as she drove home from work. The other driver was following her with every turn and lane change she made. She was advised to pull in front of the La Habra police station on North on North Euclid Street. The other driver in 1998, Toyota Camry continued following her and parked behind her at the police station. Then got out of his car and started trying to enter the front lobby of the building. <clears throat> so far, this is like, um, like sounds like a horror story of some sort. But, uh, let me continue reading. The lobby was closed, but soon two officers arrived and started to talk talk to the man. Later identified as Tran. <clears throat> and he said he was trying to see someone inside the building as one officer took a few steps back. The video shows Tran pull a gun and fire. Um... Okay. As we read, this is definitely, definitely a very crazy, crazy, crazy situation. Because you begin to follow somebody, somebody totally different. Then, after following them, you open fire on two different police officers. So, yeah, that's just a very crazy situation. But as we continue reading, we'll learn more. And yes, um, after Tran shot at one officer, <coughs> the second officer quickly returned fire, shooting five rounds. The sp suspect fell to the ground, still had his gun in his hand. The officer repeatedly shouted at him to drop his weapon or she would, or she would continue to fire. In the meantime, other officers eventually arrived at and provided assistance. So, this uh, she sounds like she is a is an aggressive cop. She said, "Drop your weapon, or I will continue shooting." That, in is, my opinion, that definitely does not seem like the right way to handle it yes. because. Whether or not you continue to try to shoot away from him or not, yes, he is still an active threat. But at the same time, if he is not continuously shooting at y'all, of course, he should listen to you and drop the weapon. But I don't think you should continuously shoot because he has not dropped the weapon. You, I mean, you have already shot five rounds at him, wounding him after he falls to the ground wounded and everything you still continue you you are still trying to continue a fire at him that right there is like i wouldn't say police brutality but like 
definitely some, some form. Yeah, form of definitely something brutality. close to police brutality. I mean, but, it could be abuse of power. Mm, uh, probably. But they were able to approach Tran, remove his weapon, and pull him out onto the sidewalk to place him in handcuffs. Paramedics arrived a short time later and attempted to provide medical assistance, but he had been shot in the head and did not have a pulse. Okay, that right there is is so... uh, Crazy. Yes. He had been shot in the head. And proceed to put him in handcuffs. Why do you feel the need to have to put him in handcuffs if, if you've already been, if he's already been shot and obviously taken down to the ground because he he is laying on the ground bleeding out out of because, his head because he's been shot. This is a crazy situation. His gun was most likely dropped at this point. Why put him in handcuffs? And yes. if I'm being honest, not to be brutal, but the police most likely already knew that he was dead at the time they put him in handcuffs. What's the need to put him in handcuffs if he's already dead or you already think he's dead? You know, and then the pol- in this article, it says the police have never tried. It, it hasn't said that the police have tried CPR, tried to check for a pulse or anything. So if I'm being honest, they are, they're not doing their job they're probably, how they're supposed to. They're probably thinking already that he's dead. So you thinking that he's already passed away and he's not alive anymore, that probably <clears> gives you... An idea not to put him in handcuffs, but that's like, we're not police officers. We don't know, like, what they have to do, protocol or anything. We just know, like, like yes. what we're told. But most definitely, from my point of view, I would say this is abuse of power. Yes, and let's continue reading. An autopsy determined Tran had also been shot in the right torso and right thigh. So he had been shot three times so far. Out of five bullets, he had been shot three times. And once in the head, and once in the right torso, and once in the right thigh. So it seems like she was aiming for, like, main body parts. So so I don't know if she just has good aim or she was just shooting because she aimed... This. But definitely with a thigh shot, she could have just been trying to stop him from moving, to stop him from trying to shoot them again or move or run to, towards them. It's different things, but the perspective that we're putting into from reading this article, I'm saying that the police could be wrong, but I'm not going to place the blame on the police not knowing what was going through their head in the moment or anything like that. Yes, and after you shoot, after they shot Tran once, I probably just keep the gun up just in case. But it seems like after one shot, Tran fell to the ground. So, and then that's saying that after he fell to the ground, she shot him four, three more times 
and shot four more bullets after the first shot, after he fell to the ground. So, mm, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Almost definitely, if I had the option, I would definitely want to see the body cam footage to see what fully went on. Because this does not seem like an ordinary, you know, shooting back yes. and forth. Like the last case we just done, yeah. this is totally, totally different. Because they shot him multiple times. After, they shot him repeatedly after he fell to the ground. Yes. After a bullet wound to the head, he Then fell. handcuffed him like he... So, hey. He got but, shot in the head and fell to the ground, and you still felt the need to shoot four more bullets, and you shot him three uh, three other times, um, two other times out of the first shot that landed in his head. And I don't know. I mean, we're not police officers. We're not the chief of chief of police so like we don't know what their protocol is what how they have to do it what they have to do but from our point of view yeah but let's continue reading yes an autopsy determined tran had oh the officer who was shot immediately fell to the ground fell to the ground in obvious pain Mm. After the second officer returned fire at Tran, she is heard asking him, are you okay? He can be heard replying no. Uh, how do you feel about that, Kali? I don't know. Because if you ask him, are you okay? Let, let's look at this one more time. The officer who was shot immediately fell to the ground in pain. After the second officer returned fire and trained, she is heard asking him, are you okay? Mm. If so she said, are you okay, and you felt the need to check on him, why continuously shoot after you knew that he was hurt and hit? Yes, so so you can tell <coughs> that Trent was obviously still conscious after he got shot in the head and fell to the ground. So, after that, you have already caused, you have already caused major brain damage. So, so, like, it's really no, like, no reason for you to still even be, like, shooting. Like, you've already done... Like, you've already done severe damage to him. So, why keep on, like, but I'll keep on reading. Tran's weapon was described as a fabricated Glock-style 9mm semi-automatic pistol with no serial number, which was apparently considered a ghost gun. Results show Tran had amphetamine, marijuana, and methamphetamine in his system. Okay, so he was obviously not right at the moment. He was obviously like high and and just 
being in that condition and drinking isn't very like healthy or good for you. Um, being high and in that condition definitely isn't safe to be driving, especially not on the freeway. So him being in that condition and driving in the first place, it wasn't safe. And him following her probably was... Didn't make it any better. Yes. Didn't make it any better at all. Because you're already high and like... You're just not in the right state of mind, and you're following somebody, <coughs> following somebody on the on the freeway, just following them drive every turn, every lane, like the the person Definitely that you're crazy. following. Yes, they're probably so scared, like and and like they're probably so scared, like mm, out of your mind. Definitely. So. From to follow them, and then got shot in the process. I mean, of course, he was, he did, he was at fault. He wasn't the best person ever in the situation. But the police also didn't do the best either. Yes. You know, you asked him. I'm still on. You you handcuffed him after he was. Sadly, already dead. Yes, and the the woman that he that was probably that was getting followed is probably traumatized right now. But seeing all of that, like seeing stuff like that in a movie and then in person, is so different. Totally different. Yes, like you're hearing shots ring off. You're seeing shots go back and forth. It's just, but that was our last story for today, so we're going to have to end it off, unfortunately, but we will see y'all guys Wednesday and Friday, so I hope y'all have a nice day, night, whenever y'all are watching this, and goodbye.